into the contest. It is Friday the 6th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and Shano. Make sure you listen to our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin, of course, brought to us by the good people at Bluebet. And uh, listen out for a little tip at the Southern Lad. I'm not going to tell you any more. You need to listen to the Racing Bulletin, but Southern Lad is fantastic first up. And uh, I'm going to tell you more. That's going to be one of my hot tips. Okay, no responsibility, of course, but Southern Lad. Fantastic. And tell me, tell, me, tell me, what's the podcast called? How do, we, how do we find it? Well, it's Afternoon Sport. It's called What I'm Backing and Why. Of course, it's part of our Afternoon Sport group. We're expanding, of course, into a number of different areas. What I'm Backing and Why. Make sure you have a listen because we might just find you some winners. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. All right, now, Paul Gallon, your mate, he's come out calling someone a soft cock. <laughs> well, he's not bad as he, Paul Gallon. So his opponent uh, is Chris Turazevsky, um, and basically Gallon is not happy. He reckons he's doing all the PR work. And he doesn't mind getting his head on TV, let's, let's face it, Paul Gallon. Um, but he's basically called him weak and dumb, and this guy's not showing up to any press interviews and not promoting the fight. Um, well, there you go, Paul Gallon. Look, Paul Gallon's probably be his last fight of his career, I would say. Um, you know, after he lost to uh, Justice Heaney, well, well, 10 months ago now, he sort of, he can't really fight for the big titles, but um, this will probably be his last fight. He says he's, he's exhausted, and at age 40, it's probably his last fight, I'd say. Well, he doesn't need any more money, that's for sure. There is some talk that he's going to make a footy comeback in a football manager role. I think he'd do a good job with that. He's, uh, he's certainly footy smart too. Anyway, coming up, it is Friday. Let's have a chat shortly with Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker. Friday, Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. He's bursting out of the blocks, ladies and gentlemen. What about the Brisbane Broncos, Shadstar? They didn't just beat South, they smacked them. Oh, mate, it feels good to be in Brisbane, baby. Tell you what. Don't tell me you're a Brisbane supporter now. <laughs> We're back. It's <laughs> the best team in Queensland. They're back, baby. You got more, you got more clubs than Tiger Woods. Better more clubs than the Deltones. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what an unreal win! I tell you, I love seeing. I love seeing Adam Reynolds play at his top, like at his yeah. top form, isn't he? He's so good to watch. Um, I tell you what, my highlight of that game though was the try saving punch out by I think it was Herbie Farnworth. Did you guys mm. see that one in the yeah, corner? Yeah, that was yep. brilliant. Man, that's got to be one of the. Is there a try saver of the year? Because I feel like that should be a category. Because that was unreal punching that ball out, which would have been a big momentum shift. Um, for that game. But, yeah, the Mighty Broncos are playing one of the form sides of the year. And I know this is going to grind your gears here, uh, Tim, but uh, the, my prediction for them to finish seventh is looking bloody good. Yeah, I'll tell you what. No, I, just, I, I would suggest oh. that before you come in, Shane, that you do have a lovely knack. And this is what you call 
upselling. You have a lovely way of tying everything into one of your little predictions, particularly if it's correct. Mate, they're all looking really good at the moment. Even mm. the animal the animal mascots uh, prediction that I have as well is looking pretty good. Uh, mm. I don't know if you remember this one, but there would be exactly five of the top eight teams will be animals. There you go. Well, listen, one of the things uh, is to see uh, Reynolds speaking after the match, and he sort of said he was sick of seeing his own head in the media during the week. Obviously, the the, the match against his old team, but he handled it well, scored a try. And I tell you what, this other guy, is it is it Kobo? Uh, Kobo on the wing who, who scored? Oh, yeah, God, how much pace has he got? Oh, mate, young young gun too at the Bronx. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I, I tell you what's interesting, two things that are interesting about that Broncos-South game or in general. One, I feel like I like Taff, but I don't think he's the fullback that South should have back there. No. I know he had, a, he had a bad game, but he seems to me like, you know, if you're small, like Tedesco is not the tallest fullback in the game, but he can leap. Yep. And I think he got really caught out with how he can't really get off the ground with as much bounce as a lot of the other fullbacks in the game. They're mm. really missing the size of Latrell back there with the high mm. balls. Like, love seeing Oatsy score a try as well. The other yeah, one is keep an, keep an ear out for this Munster Broncos rumour. They're, they're not uh, against the idea of putting all their chips in for that 5 position. I love Gamble. I think it's great. It was good to see some fire from Billy Walters out there as well. But if they have if they have the room to bring Cam Munster in to play alongside Renault, they'll mm. make that leap, the Broncos, if they have yeah, to. Yeah, what, what last night showed um, is clear as a bell, and we've been saying it for the past, say, 13 months, is that South's decision to let Adam Reynolds go in the fashion that they did yep. was absolutely ridiculous. All right, now tonight it is the Battle of the West. Penrith taking on para. Sold out at the base of the mountains. It's going to be seven degrees, so they'll be rugged up out there. Mate, uh, this game's going to be a great one. It's always good to watch the Eels and the Panthers play. It's usually a tight one between these two as well. I love the grudge, grudge match angle of it, not only because of the Battle of the West, but the Panthers are the one that knocked the Eels out of the uh, finals mm. last year as well. Penrith haven't lost at home since 2019. Yeah. So... For the Eels to try and go in and win a game that I don't think is winnable, to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm seeing a bit of a Panthers destruction of the Eels here. Mm. Yeah, well, they got flogged by North Queensland last week, didn't they? Absolutely uh, atrocious. They didn't arrive at the ground. I mean, the but- team's back to normal, though. There is that. Like, the halves are mm. back to where they're supposed to be. But Penrith have also got Toto sitting in the resis at the yeah, moment. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see if he gets slotted in this weekend. Yeah, well, there are plenty of points, haven't they? Um, what about the Bulldogs? Oh, are you guys going to change your tune? Is that what's going to happen here? <laughs> Is there going to be praise for Gus Gould on this podcast? I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what, watching that game, it's there's something fascinating about watching someone like Trent Barrett go down onto the field and it's yeah. like I'm watching a guy who is watching his job on the line yeah. right now. Mm. Like, like it was just so there was so much drama to watch at the end of that game. I mean, you know, good on him. What a great win for the Bulldogs. But I would like to switch it to this, all right? We've got Barrett in the hot seat, as we all know, when it comes to the Bulldogs. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that he's probably going to see out this year yep. as the coach, yeah? Who would be your other, let's say, top three hottest seats in coaching in the NRL? Because Kevy Walters would have been in that list if it wasn't for this run of form by the Broncos for mine. Well, Newcastle for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. What do we think about the Titans? Mm, well, they're the two for me. Um, 
the Titans couldn't yeah. beat time with a stick. They've got the Roosters this weekend, the desperate Roosters. <laughs> and look, we've said for a while now, Newcastle, they actually need Andrew Johns to be playing for them, not part of the coaching staff. <laughs> you know what's fascinating about that, though? Because you, you look at the bottom sides right now, you go from 12 down. You've got Titans, all right? They're awful run of form. You've got the Tigers. Somehow, Madge's job has seemingly not been an issue for the last couple of weeks, even though... They haven't exactly been playing amazing. Um, Ricky Stewart is leading an awful team that will lose to the Bulldogs this weekend. Yeah. They will lose to the Bulldogs. Wow. (laughs) That's my big prediction for tonight's game. And then you've got Bulldogs and Knights at the very end. I mean, I think there's going to be four coaching jobs up for grabs at the end of this year. So so when is someone like – if Ricky Stewart, and potentially it could go this way for him, he cannot win a second half. Um, If if he gets flicked, where does Ricky Stewart go – then as a coach, he's got no other options, really, has he? Well, I'd, part of me would think there's nowhere in the NRL. No, it's not that would take him because you know there's burnt bridges. There's also yep. just the fact that he has been one of the worst opposition coaches at a press conference, no matter what yes. the team. Yep. That I'd, I'd imagine he'd have to go over to Super League, or maybe Eddie Jones will add another another ex NRL coach to the rugby side. Of oh, yeah, it's good call. Yeah, I think he's mate. He's mates. He's mates with Eddie too. I think. And, and Wayne Bennett, he's uh, continuing his uh, knocking on doors. This recruit campaign and of course they they've already signed the wonderful blue bet uh, as a sponsor so they're on the move the dolphins yeah i'm loving what the bots coming out of the dolphins at the moment i'm also loving the little spice of drama that wayne's adding to the to the season you know what i mean just when it gets those those quiet little days in rugby league that tuesday mm. wednesday no news day you're kind of still waiting for the team list boom wayne better talks to some clubs player and you're like oh the spice is back <laughs> I love the driver. He's, he's just adding this little bit of drama to the league season every week. You could almost put the music to him, couldn't you? If you got a camera, dun, 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 the Wayne Files. What teams has he pissed off so much? So obviously, he had a run at the Storm. Uh, where he's taking their forward pack for next year and obviously Munster. He's pissed off the Knights because he was yeah, sniffing Knights, around Ponga. Yeah. The Panthers are annoyed at him now because he's sniffing around there. He took a player from the Dragons a few weeks ago as well. I mean, by the end of the season, no one from any squad is <laughs> going to be picking up his phone calls. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, he hasn't got a mobile anyway, has he? <laughs> <laughs> he did get kicked out of that pub that time, didn't he? At 6 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know that, don't you, Shane? Uh, no, I don't, he got no. Kicked out of a, he got kicked out of the pub. And they came over to me and he said... Oh, I don't even drink. What are you doing? Guess sorry, mate. It's happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, mate. Shad Wicker, ladies and gentlemen. Big weekend of footy. Can't wait. Also, the Warriors. Let's see if they can get uh, back in the get up this weekend, eh? Mate, you must be exhausted after following all those all those teams you support all weekend, mate. I tell you what, I've, I'm, I've got the I've got the misses stitching together sixteen different club jerseys. <laughs> the coat of the coat of many colours, as Dolly Parton once said. <laughs> oh, you got to get to the rain to get to the rainbow. That was another great Dolly Parton quote. All right, Shad, have a good weekend. No worries, boys. Magic round next week. Coming up on afternoon sport, it is Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. What a round of AFL we've got. It is Friday, and that means we are going to have a chat with Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Luca, Port Adelaide going to this one tonight, full of confidence after their one-point win. <laughs> yes, they're on the board. That's what matters. Port's in the game. But they're in with a chance. Bont's out for the Dogs, so you never know. Could happen. They'll probably need more than 43 points, but won't they, against the Dogs? 
<laughs> yeah, that was pathetic. <laughs> That's got to be one of the worst games of footy yeah. I've ever seen. I love Cairns. It's a beautiful city, but it is too humid and slippery to host footy, I reckon. That was awful. Uh, and Dusty's back, mate, versus the Pies. Yeah, love to see that after a few weeks off for uh, you know personal leave, like we talked about a few weeks ago. He's back mm. against Collingwood. That's on Saturday. Both teams are sort of you know teetering on the edge of being contenders, so whoever gets the edge there will um, maybe be in with a chance of making finals, but I just can't wait. Dusty's one of the biggest superstars we've got at the moment. And yep. in the history of the game, really. So the roar that will go up around the G when he gets his first touch or kicks his first goal is going to be pretty bloody beautiful, mm. I reckon. Oh, and I think people want to see him back to his best, don't they? Because he's, he's a modern-day phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, he's well-loved and, I mean, it'll be massive in for the Tigers as well. It's huge. Now, interesting game. The Ds take on the Saints, one versus four. Saints coming off a loss. Uh, it should be a, a good game, this one, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Ds have looked, obviously, unbeaten, unbeaten so yeah. far this year, but they have looked shaky at points. Uh, and the Saints, like we said, just suffered that loss to Port last week in one of the worst games of footy you'll ever see. So I think they'll, <laughs> yeah. I think they'll come out pretty hot now. Um, um, Max King and the boys and D's and Saints is always a pretty good game and yeah that's Saints if they are going to be the contender that people think they are this year if they're legit as people say this is the game where they need to prove themselves I think yeah well there's some really nice stories and subplots going on in the AFL right at the moment St Kilda's one of them and obviously it was an aberration last week and in horse racing terms they'll say you've got to forget the run uh, but what 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 about Carlton? Um, look, they have such a legion of fans, high-profile fans, and they've been long-suffering. And this football team is starting to get it together. Uh, they're looking to stay on track. Um, while the Crows look to come back from that shock loss to GWS. Yeah, like you say, the Blues are obviously one of the biggest fan bases and one of the most sort of historically popular teams in the AFL. And they started the season so red hot and then it's dropped off, waned a little bit since then, but then a couple wins again the last couple of weeks. Um, they'll be looking to, yeah, like you say, keep everything on track. They're on... They're, should make finals as they're going, but they'll need to beat the Crows, who have been pretty uh, unexpectedly plucky this this year. And, um, yeah, it should be a good game, that one, Sunday, Arvo. I agree. I, I'm, I'm going to tip Tex is going to kick five. Oh, yeah, could see weekend. it. He's been on fire, hasn't he? A lot yeah. of people thought he yeah. was past it and obviously came back from the ban and everything. Pretty controversial, no good. But on field, he's been, uh, he's been looking red hot. Now, in your day job, you're a stand-up comedian. Do you do uh, many sets in and around the AFL or sport? Is there anything uh, that you do or have that you can sort of offer us on this podcast, Luca, to get us giggling <laughs> on a Friday? Um, no real jokes specifically about the footy, but I've done plenty of gigs at footy clubs and all that. And, I mean, they're pretty rough. It's always like at an end-of-year function or something like that, the best and fairest, and it's just everyone sinks about 20 beers and then they chuck me up and just scream at me. But it's good money, so whatever. <laughs> Well, just on that to me, I'm invited by Dexas today with my lovely wife to go to a Swans function at the Ivy. The Swans, the Swans really know how to uh, put on a function, and at the Ivy, yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's about nine hundred bucks for a beer there, so it should be good Jeez, fun. Yeah, the, be, the, the best part about that, you know, and we won't say it on air, we won't say it on the podcast. We'll just say as we're just chatting here. But um, your enthusiasm for that lunch was extraordinary. Um, oh, actually, we are talking. Um, <laughs> you've only had nine lunches this week. <laughs> Big lunch at the Ivy. They're going to bust their salary cap again. <laughs> there you go. There's something for your material. Spoken like a true Melbourneian. Yes. <laughs> but Jane, you are almost lunched out. You'll sort of. You'll be. Will you be in the forward pocket? Full forward pocket? Or is, oh, that, how, is, is, is that terminology correct? 
I believe so, mate. I'm, I'm sitting on the, on the CEO's table, so I, I am in the full forward pocket, mate, and I'll, hopefully I'll kick a few goals as well. <laughs> well, your wife's going. Uh, Champions League. <laughs> Champions League, Luca. Oh, make ourselves laugh. <laughs> yeah, the, the Champions League, the European Champions League. Um, this week, the, the final's been set, um, so Liverpool sort of cruised past Villarreal. They looked solid as always. And then Real Madrid had this just incredible, another miraculous comeback against Man City. Um, obviously, they play these these uh, games across two legs. So they they were they were trailing from minute two of the first leg until minute ninety of the second leg, and then kicked two in the last two minutes of the last one, and then kicked the winner in extra time. It was unreal, and they did similar things in their quarterfinal and their round of sixteen games as well. So that final will be huge. Liverpool will go in favourites, but as we've just seen in the last few weeks, Madrid is it's not over till it's over with those guys. It's going to be a pretty good game that. And then the EPL itself, there's only one point in it at the top, isn't there? Man City-Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they'll probably just keep on winning those two. You never know. Whoever yeah. whoever sort of blinks first is going to be going to be mm. the one that uh, that goes down. And also this week in, uh, in soccer as well, Ant Postacoglu's Celtic, they could win the title this weekend yes. mathematically. If they win and Rangers lose, then they'll get up there. But even not, it's a bit of a formality. The Celtic's almost definitely going to get up. It's just a matter of uh, when, not if. So that's pretty awesome for Ant in his first mm. season as coach over there. Oh, yeah. Everyone's talking about Ange Ball, aren't they now? Good UFC card with all action lightweight championship fight. Yeah, this is a ripper. UFC 274 this weekend. Pretty stacked card all over, uh, including two title fights and headlined, yeah, by, like you say, this lightweight uh, title fight between Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje. These two are just... Insane. I try to try not to buy into, you know, the barbarism of the, the fight sports and all that. I think they're just the same as other athletes, very professional, very well trained. And that's true about these two, but they are also absolute psychos. <laughs> they're mental. It's going to be a crazy fight. Uh, Oliver is the mm. champ. He's been dropped in his last two fights, but comes back to win. He can take a lot of punishment, but not a lot of people survive being dropped by Justin Gaethje. So I think it's going to be, yeah, nonstop action this one. When, when, when I think UFC, I think, um, you know, these deadly fighters, Justin he doesn't really <laughs> conjure up that sort of uh, mean, <laughs> mean vision in, in my head, but uh, he, he's, he's a serious contender. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Those two are both funny like that. You sort of look at them and yeah. they could be anyone. They both wear glasses yeah. when they're not fighting and stuff, but then they get in there and just tear it up. Now, we all go a little bit loopy by Friday. Here I am sitting, I've got this image of Shane Lee in the Swans gear, right? The Swans playing it, fit, mouth guard, electric tape on, sitting around the ears, yeah. sitting, which you don't usually do in overall, but you'd have done it for this, for sitting there at the Ivy on the yeah. executive's table drinking pina coladas. If you can get us a photo, that would be gold. Not easy to answer questions from the CEO when your mouth guard's in, Tim, but I'll, 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 I'll do my best. It'll work if you get in a fight with him. <laughs> now, Luca, you're on stage at the Factory Theatre this weekend in Sydney. Yes, yes, in Sydney at the moment. couple of shows, Saturday and Sunday down at the Factory Theatre. Head down if you want. That'd be bloody good. Haven't performed in Sydney for ages. I'm loving it here. It's good. Fantastic, mate. Go and, go and check him out, guys. He's, uh, he's, he's a crackery live. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Have fun at the Ivy, mate. Mouth Guardian. Play a lot of boys. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe. Wherever you listen, a big thank you to our guests today, Shad Wicker and Luca Muller, and our sponsors, Shana. Yeah, my favourite beer, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Yes, of course. And our favourite producer, the wonderful Dan McHugh. We're back next week with your Daily Dose of Sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. Join us for our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. 
Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.